Okay. That's is that a problem? Is that a problem? <laughs> <laughs> Not a problem. It's too late now, isn't it? It's I can't really now. change my voice. Sorry, you need to go back yeah. and get born again. <laughs> 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 This is Layers, a conversation about building brands with more depth. You've been through the research phase, you've hashed out a new visual identity and a messaging strategy. You've worked out the logistics of putting a new brand everywhere it needs to be. You're finally ready to show your rebrand off to the world. So, what's the best way to go about it? MC? Dave. Why make a fuss about a rebrand and tell the world about it? Why not just launch it under the cover of darkness and (laughs) customers just discover it? Yeah, well... I think uh, it's an exciting time, an exciting opportunity. Presumably, you've put a lot of work into it. And, you know, as we talked about in in previous episodes leading up to this, there's probably a pretty good reason why you're doing it. And I think there's probably a good chance that part of that reason is to, to garner some new positive attention. So, yeah, I think why not make the most of it? Yeah, a lot of heavy-duty thinking goes into a rebrand and that heavy-duty thinking is something that's that's got to be launched, I think. It's got to be... Um, you know, told in a story type of format, mm-hmm. and it and it's an opportunity to, to to use it as a marketing activity. Although it's not marketing, mm-hmm. but it, it it can be used as a marketing activity. So yeah, I, I definitely see an opportunity there to 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 launch it the right way. Mm. It's interesting you say there about the idea of telling the story. So do you even dive into telling customers why you're rebranding or how you got to where you got to? Yeah, I think you do. I guess back in the back in the day, maybe you just rebranded, and there, there wasn't a lot of dialogue in and around why rebrand happened, or maybe it wasn't communicated really well. But I think this is the opportunity for a, a rebrand relaunch. Mm-hmm. Is that too many re's in one <laughs> sentence? <laughs> that that you have the opportunity to to tell the story about why why the rebrand happens and what the reason. And usually, it's because there's a, a shift, right, of some sort mm-hmm. in the business. Yeah. Like there, there's there's a a real reason for it and if there is a real reason for it then you should be talking about what that real reason is for the rebrand yeah it's interesting i hadn't almost considered that but it's almost a good excuse as you say you know say if your service offering has changed you know it's an excuse to really highlight that hey this has changed these are the new things to look out for you know yeah, and I think I wouldn't say as businesses we're always scratching for something to talk about, but no. but we but we do, but there is an opportunity to to turn this into something that almost resembles a campaign, a marketing campaign, mm-hmm. um, and that opportunity you shouldn't let that slide. I think every brand, if you go through the rebrand process, not only will you have different assets, you're gonna have maybe a different product offering maybe shifting the direction of the business, but you've also got this new story to tell. So, you might as well tell it. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I guess just talking about right ways to do it, anything come to mind there in terms of a right or wrong way even to, yeah. to, to, do, a, to do a relaunch? Well, uh, I mean, for me, first and foremost, and I'm sure you won't be surprised by this, but it's all about being prepared mm-hmm. you know, for me. I think making sure that not just all the the assets and the collateral and everything is prepared, but making sure that you've prepared people for it as well. So, whether that be your staff and making sure that they know that this is coming and your existing clients, like, I guess the point is to sort of almost get out in front of it a bit and not just drop it out of the blue, but maybe tease it a bit. And I think that even plays into your idea of almost looking at it a bit like a campaign is, you know, you might even start with the teaser campaign. But, but I think just... 
Well, I mean, there, there certainly would be circumstances where you might want it to feel completely like a surprise, but I'd say more in the in the on the average scenario, you maybe want a bit of sort of preamble out there so that people know it's coming. Yeah, I mean, I've thought about this over the last couple of days about is there a right or wrong way to do to do a rebrand and 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 well the the launch, launch itself, part, yeah. yeah, the launch part, and and I often think, oh well. Like in our agency mindset is like you want to have every asset, the website, physical assets, environment, all pieces of collateral, uniforms, like anything you can think of that that where the brand is going to live, you want all those assets to just when it comes to the, the rollover date, they just roll over mm. into, you know, like brand new assets. And but the reality is probably that's not going to happen yeah. both in in large and also in small businesses because you've got cost factors, you've got logistics factors, you know, it, it timeline to do those things. It's just it's difficult to do that. So I actually don't necessarily think there's a right or wrong way to roll out a, mm-hmm. a, a, a rebrand um, in terms of the, the launch plan. I mean, you can take the cold, cold plunge and just do everything at the at, at the one time, although logistically that's very challenging. But I guess if you've got the budget and you've got the team size, you could do that. Mm-hmm. You might do a phased transition where you're just doing, you know, kind of some priority items first and then focusing on maybe some of the lesser priorities. Or you kind of do a rolling transition as well where it's just like, okay, well, you have a few few assets that you're updating every month and then over a period of, say, six months, you're rolling across into all of your new your new assets and your materials. I think the critical thing is you just got to have a game plan to mm-hmm. get from point A to point B in as fast as possible time as you can, which doesn't necessarily mean it's all got to be done on one day. It just means you, you just need to have that plan because you don't want to get halfway through the plan yeah. and then find that you, you fall flat on your face because other things become a priority. So then you're left with... Half of the old brands and then half of the new brands yeah. and then it just ends up being confusing. Yeah, and I think that's partly what I was getting at too about being prepared is that let's say, for example, even if the website isn't going to launch on the same day, but at least you know when it's going to be ready so that you're not sitting, you know, there waiting and twiddling your thumbs. Like, yeah, I think you're better off almost delaying the whole thing a bit and, you know, sort of piling up a bit more stuff that is ready or at least that you're sure will be ready when you need it to to, to meet some of those phased rollout plans that you talk about. Yeah, and, and talking about planning, I know you, you're, you're, a, good, you're a good planner, Mark. <laughs> a um, plan. <laughs> but, but I read this thing the other day about, um, about planning for a, a relaunch and it talked about how much time we plan for our weddings, we do them like six months out, right? <laughs> yeah. But when it comes to, to a rebrand, like we, we, we don't give it the same amount of planning and effort. Mm. And, and I think it's kind of a, a, a savvy point. You, you need to be thinking about this stuff six months out and or once you start the rebrand process, you want to also be talk, thinking about the launch plans alongside it. Yeah, it's a good point because it's very easy to get caught up in the the doing of the rebrand process itself, you know, like working on the visual identity as an example, it is almost a separate stream of thinking and planning, you know, to, to map out exactly how it's going to roll out when it's ready. And that, as you say, I think also does blur over into that line of marketing. So it might not necessarily always be on the mind of the creative agency because again, they're just thinking about the work itself, but someone, I think, and it's probably another good point, 
someone needs to take ownership then of the the planning of the the launch itself you know almost as a separate project and a separate set of to-dos yeah and i think that comes down to resourcing and mm. making sure you've got enough people in your team to be able to tackle that yep. but yeah i agree i think that's that's definitely a critical factor and it may not even be the person who's who's playing point on the rebrand it, it might be actually a different person who who that is their sole task as you say yep. because it's such a critical component of of a rebrand is the launch plan mm-hmm. i mean i think the other aspect is the assets so i mean there's so many touch points in a rebrand and thinking about the the assets that that have to be updated and i guess it sort of doves into that point that we were just talking about before is that you do want to have somebody who is across all the assets and making sure there's a really consistent rollout plan mm. across all those those assets because I think where you get a mix of the old brand and the new brand, where you're doing like a phase transition, you need to communicate that pretty clearly to your team and why it's happening that way. You know, I think, again, it just really comes down to coordination, communication, planning. Um, I just think it's such a critical component of a relaunch. Yeah. Do you have any thoughts about particular, like if we talk about a, a phased approach, is there like a top-down approach and these are the assets you should focus on getting out there first or is there a different way you think about bundling things together? Yeah, I think the it's going to be different for every business mm. um, and I think it's a case-by-case scenario. But quite often, I mean, the the brand gets updated and then you think about, okay, what's the what's the next asset that needs to roll off the line? And typically these days it's going to be web is usually the, the place where it starts first. But it really just depends on the, the type of business. If you're in professional services, it's also probably going to be something like, you know, your pitch documents is one of the, the most critical elements uh, I guess in an e-commerce business where you're, you're really it's your website and your packaging, those those two things are the, the the first two things you might want to concentrate on. So yeah, I think it's case by case scenario. But curious to know what your thoughts are on that. Yeah, similar. I mean, I, I couldn't really come up with a, a straight answer. So I guess in that way, it's the same thing that you're saying that it's different every time. I guess for me, it'd probably just be another way of saying what you just said, which is just bundling things that make sense together and so maybe an example of that is if you are going to go and update the website maybe it's making sure that some of your other digital touch points get updated at the same time so maybe social media avatars and those sorts of things so that at least if there's an experience that the customer is likely to have that's kind of bundled together then those things are consistent might be a way to sort of bite it off yeah there's probably other things too that are more easily explainable i guess like say if you're handing out old business cards you know at least you can talk to the person about why it's you know not necessarily matching and you can tell them you've got new ones coming and yeah yeah i think typically you probably want to think okay what is customer facing versus internal facing Mm -hmm. so for for example environmental branding might be the last thing that you do or it might just be sort of shunted down the list because it makes more sense to update your packaging or your your products or your website because they're the ones that are going to drive revenue and and this comes back to being commercially minded about how you roll out a brand and the financial impacts of of each component. Mm-hmm. Sure. I think one of the other aspects is to this is where the brands, the brand guides, the brand book, however you want to describe it, becomes a really critical component in in a launch because that 
that is essentially the playbook for everybody to, to work from um, in making sure that there's consistency and that the, the rollout plan is uh, succinct. And especially when you're talking about multiple locations or you're talking cross-country um, or cross-border type situation, mm-hmm. you do want to make sure that, you know, you've you've got everyone armed with that brand book so that they understand how this, you know, should play out and it becomes that centerpiece to to any relaunch as well. So it's it's important to make note of that yeah. in a in a relaunch situation. Yeah, and I think again it's critical to have someone sort of quality checking that and, and driving that. We certainly know from experience that just having brand guidelines written down is not enough. It's yeah. it's a proactive thing. It's an ongoing thing to manage that consistency. So Again, I think allocating those resources in advance is key. Yeah, I think one of the other things that you can do which is really smart is to launch internally first, so launch to your team. Mm. There's so many benefits to doing that, Uh, not the least being that if the rebrand is really poorly accepted by (laughs) by your team that you you might have to pull the plug and i'm sure that only happens in like just the most minute of cases (laughs) but it but it does give you an opportunity to gut check it before it actually goes to the market or even just to make some some small tweaks before it before it does go out into a broader relaunch you would have hoped that you've ironed out all the bugs by that that (laughs) point in a a rebrand but yeah, I think launching it to your team internally is great because it gives you the opportunity to practice the story as well and to talk about, you know, why you did the the, the rebrand and, and what does it mean. And I think it also brings them along for the, the ride. And we've talked a bit about this as an idea throughout the podcast that taking the broader team along for the ride is really important. If they have been involved in that conversation right from the, you know, the, the start of a rebrand, they're going to love to see then the net result of it before anybody else does, giving yeah. them the inside look. Yeah, it's certainly an opportunity to build a, a bit of excitement about what's going to happen. And as you say, it's almost a bit bit secret squirrel, so that's cool too. Yeah. Uh, because I think the one of the things that you're aiming at when the relaunch does happen is that it creates buzz you know and part of that has to be you know everyone in your building is talking about it like that's great you know because they'll be talking to clients one-on-one about it it's not always going to be you know a conversation with the brand manager like they can't have every conversation about the new brand so you want your staff to be educated and excited about it so that they can have those chats for you. Yeah, and I think in a practical sense, like if you're the brand manager and it's your job to unveil that to your team, like take them through like the the whole journey, like mm. show them the discarded stuff <laughs> that, that didn't make it, you know, um, past the, the cutting room floor and take them all the way through the, the journey and how you ended up with the mark that you ended up with, why you're using the colours that you're using, you know, how it's going to differentiate you from the the marketplace because they're the front line, like they're the advocates yep. for this brand and, and if they're behind it, then you've done at least 80% of your job as a brand manager. So, yeah, I think launching internally first can be a really savvy, savvy move. Anything else on your list there in terms of tips? Yeah, I think uh, really just as you alluded to before, it is a good time for a bit of a marketing push, I think. You know, whether that's, I guess, just throwing a bit more at your ad spend than you might usually do or coming up with, I guess, almost a campaign-y type idea on top of the the rebrand itself. 
you know, so whether that includes like a bit of an offer or an enticement to, to use your service or your product that might coincide or whether it's just brand building, advertising, that sort of stuff. Yeah, I think it's it's just a bit of a, a point in time, you know, where you might consider, I guess, putting a bit more weight behind your marketing. Yeah, good call. I like that. And I think just in terms of launching it to your customers, um, it's just thinking about sequencing and how you do it. Like if you're in a if you're in professional services, for example, uh, there'll be customers that that you'll have that you 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 ring them on a weekly basis. You might like when you're thinking about how to launch it to them. Maybe even a phone call to some of your bigger customers is is not a bad way to just talk them through it. And that doesn't mean half an hour for every client. It just might mean a little five minute phone call to your to your biggest customers just to step them through while the rebrand's happening and to look out for an email which will come at some point which would start off that sort of story about the the, the rebrands. I think if you're in an e-commerce type situation, you could probably do a like a special mail out to your most active customers. You know, maybe you think they might not care that much, but I think if they're regular customers or they've been active in your business, they're probably going to be interested in the story and, mm. and why, why you did it. And again, it just comes back to this this marketing angle that we were talking about. So, so yeah, there's definitely going to be some sequencing, I think, to the to the launch the launch part of launching it to your customers and and thinking about how you do it because you will have those VIP customers and they will require a different set of communications versus say your customers who are maybe less engaged, you buy off you less frequently, but you know they need to know about the, yeah. the rebrand. Sure. Um, and I guess the other big takeaway in all of this as well too is it's really just to know that brand story. So when everybody is out there and they're, they're telling it, so the people that are on the front line, especially salespeople, that they really understand and they know the story behind the, the rebrand. I think that is really important in any launch plan. And so that just that really comes back down to you know launching before uh, you do the market launch to your team, but also giving them some materials as well, just to reference back, so that they they know the brand story really well inside and out. Yeah, I think that's definitely one of the most challenging things, and we've we've seen it play out where if you were to ask ten people in the organisation, even you know what they're about, what their values are, what their service offering is, you'd get ten different answers. And I think that's just symptomatic of any business at any time. But as you say, it's this is a really great time to, to put the effort into that education and make sure that that is getting cleaned up as part of this rebrand process. Yeah, yeah, I think that's a, a good point you make is that it does over time become a little bit fragmented mm. and this is a reset, a rebrand mm. is a reset. And I think the other thing that you can do finally is to actually create a, a launch event. You can't underestimate the, the power of a launch event to, to customers and and what that can do for your brand Again, it's the opportunity to almost do the rerun of the the, the, the team launch, but, mm. but do it for, for customers and make a bit of a song and dance about it. You don't do it all the time. So, you know, it's potentially something that only happens once every 20 years. Mm-hmm. So, you know, yeah, take the opportunity to do do something big for it. Yeah, I think as you say that, that brings those people involved along for the ride, you know. So, as you say, if it is then involving your VIP customers in that launch event, you know, it's it's not just good from a marketing or a PR point of view, but it's also good for, for making those people that are special to you feel special. A few babies never goes astray. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, definitely. 
Cool. All right. Um, what else have we covered? Everything out in the in the rollout, or we've got more more things on the list? I guess it's just whether there's there's any gotchas or or cons, you know, that you can you can think of. The main one for me, and it's we've I guess already alluded to it, is just don't assume that people will get it, you know, by just putting it out there into the world and just you know um, having your clients suddenly see a different logo or a different email template or you know anything really that's just sort of turns up out of the blue just and and you you know again i think it comes back to what we're talking about off the top where you get so caught up in the work and yeah you think the new logo is great or you think the messaging new messaging is really clear and it should be you know but there's there still is an element of change an element of transition so i just think you don't want to just assume that people who have been with you either internally or externally will just get it and understand why suddenly something's different. So I think that's my main takeaway is just don't take it for granted. Yeah, I 100% agree with that. I think that's a really great point that they're most likely not just going to get it. And possibly you have to be more sophisticated in your communication plan to to continue to push the, the rebrand story through various channels. Use social, use email, you know, use whatever means you have to, to talk about it and in different ways to different customers. So. Yeah, and even to that point, doesn't all have to be, you know, in the relaunch week and then you never talk about it again, you know. Some people might miss that messaging or there might be more to tell. If you look at it as a positive and an opportunity, as you say, to kind of talk about the why and the story, like that's rich content and you know sort of i think valuable in terms of making people feel included in what you're doing yeah i think make a big day of it make a big week of it make a big month of it um because it's an it's an opportunity to to make that uh, brand celebration last a longer time frame yeah milk it for all of its worth (laughs) (laughs) cool all right sounds good i like it beautiful thanks mc no worries thanks dave cheers Layers is a weekly podcast, a conversation between two brand blokes. If you want to hit us up with any questions, you can reach us through our studio, which is at ply.studio. If you want to learn more about building a brand, you can listen to other episodes at layerspodcast.com or through other good podcast platforms like Spotify or Apple Podcasts. Thanks for listening and we'll see you next time on Layers. Layers.